thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, E. Marie, and this is Soy Chingona. You are listening in on our second episode, Mana de San Diego, and our Chingona today that we have is Venus Molina. She is actually the current president of Mana de San Diego. Thank you so much for joining us, Venus. Thank you, Erica, for having me. It's a pleasure. I am so excited um, because... Most of the interviews will be back and forth questioning, um, but with you today, I'm so excited for you to be able to share your journey with Mana de San Diego because it is one that is a complete full circle and I'm excited to get into it. Um, So to start, Venus, why don't you tell us who you are um, today, the woman you are today? Fantastic. Well, first and foremost, I'm a mom to an awesome, awesome kid uh, known as La Pulga. And... um, I work in politics. I'm currently the chief of policy for the council president um, at the city of San Diego. And I'm also um, president for Mana de San Diego, which is one of the best things that could ever happen to me. And I just got appointed last week uh, as a commissioner for the city of Chula Vista. Yay! And so that's me in a resume. But I have to say that currently right now, I'm a woman that is um, definitely blessed and acknowledges all the blessings she's had in her life. And that's people and opportunities. And so I am now in a position where I can give back and pay it forward. And and that's the phase of my life that I'm in right now, about paying it forward and and giving back and, and trying to support other people, which is, a, which is a, a different stage. And it started about two years ago um, when I became Mana president. Yeah, and I would definitely say, um, when you say giving back, part of that giving back um, is me, is your example. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Venus is my mentor. Um, and we'll get into um, that in a little bit, um, how that all came about. Um, <laughs> so Venus, tell us, um, who MANA is as an organization? So MANA de San Diego is actually one of 18 chapters throughout the country. Um, it started in Washington, D.C., and it was founded here um, in San Diego in 1986. Um, and I've been a part of MANA since 1987, when I was like five. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. I was 12. And I was actually part of the first Hermanitas. And the Hermanitas program came about because during the 1980s, there was a high percentage of young Latinas that were dropping out of high school, mm-hmm. and there was a high rate of teenage pregnancy during that time. So a group of women came together um, and said, "There's, we need to do something. Um, we need to do something about our girls. We need to make sure that they graduate high school. That was the goal back then um, in 1987. Let's get them out of high school. Um, so they came to PV Middle School um, in 1987, and I happened to be at that school and took all of the at-risk Latinas, so I was considered at-risk, um, and I, I just thought I was cool. I didn't know I was a cool kid. Um, and they took us at-risk Latinas. There was 12 of us girls that joined the program, and we were the guinea pigs, pretty much. We were the ones that, that started off the program. And I always share the story about meeting my mentor. Um, back then in the 80s, I don't know if you remember, we had the Aquanet days where uh-huh. we had the high hair, and we all looked like sunshine and sunflowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be paired up with somebody that looked like me, you know, one of the younger uh, uh-huh. mentors. And when I met my mentor, Josephine, she was very strict. She is uh, conservative and she was an accountant at the County of San Diego. So definitely something completely different for me (laughs) because I was hyper, I was super super active and just gregarious and a little crazy. Um, And she whipped me into shape. I remember she encouraged me and she said, Okay, Venus. Well, she calls me Melina. Melina is, is my middle name and my family calls me Melina. So she goes, okay, Melina. She says, uh, you have all of these leadership qualities because you get all your little friends to do bad stuff. So why not <laughs> take all that energy and put it into something 
positive. So like, she had seen that leadership, that leader that, in you yeah, early she on. She, that, and she says that. She saw that early on and she says, why don't we shift that energy and do something positive? And I said, okay, like what? Um, and she says, well, why don't you like run for ASB or do something, get involved in school? And I said, oh, okay, I can do that. Um, and so I came back to her and I said, well, I want to be president. <laughs> and mind you, I was at PB Middle School, which is predominantly white school. Right. We were all bussed out. I, I grew up in Sherman Heights and this is the, during the VEAT program um, and where they're trying to kind of get a lot of the kids of color from the neighborhoods bussed out to north of the eight and schools and, and kind of mix them in. So um, it was an all white school. And, but I got all my friends from the bus to vote for me. And I, I remember shocking her because she said, oh, okay, I thought you were going to be like treasurer or secretary. I'm like, right. no. You went full force. I went full force. <laughs> all I'm like, for it. I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, go big or go home, right? right? So I ran for class president for eighth grade and I won. And then uh, that was interesting and it was a shocker because I was probably the first little Mexican girl that um, was class president in an all predominantly white school. And when I went to Mission Bay High School, um, again, predominantly white school, mm -hmm. um, I won ninth grade class president. Um, but I figured out how to do this. You know, I got all the people on the bus to vote for me. And because usually, um, you know, we didn't, we were not engaged. You know, we would right. get up early, get on the bus, go to school, you know, talk to our friends, go to class you know, get on the bus and come back home. home. So we were not really as engaged. And, and that was a lesson for me, you know, fast forward in politics where I'm at now. Um, I'm really big on engaging our communities and engaging them um, civically and politically because we can make a difference. I mean, look, if it works for me in seventh grade and eighth grade and ninth grade, right. I mean, imagine what we can do in, in our communities if we actually all really did get engaged and we all did vote. Um, well, it's I mean, amazing too, to get you to that point. It took one woman to plant that little seed in you and you're the one that made that grow. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, but, and that's why it's so important that that we get involved and we pay it forward because if it wasn't for her taking the time, because she had a daughter too, you know, she, she was a mom, she was an accountant, she was married, but she took so much time for me. And um, I remember for my birthdays, she would take me out um, to Corvettes. That was my favorite <laughs> place to go when I was 13. And um, every year for my birthday, we would go to Corvettes and I would order the same thing, a big chocolate shake um, and um, the little bur baby burger trios, which was the little cheeseburgers. I am 42 now. And every time I see her, I'll, we, we end up going to Corvette. Still. Yeah, now I think we mix it up with like the Nordstrom's Cafe or something. Right. But, um, but I still enjoy going there with her and um, because it brings really good memories. And every year for my birthday, even now, for Christmas, she sends me cards. Um, she's always reaching out to me. She's retired now. And uh, she's always reaching out. And it's that connection um, and the impact that people have on somebody else's life. And, and sometimes they don't even realize it, you know. And Did that's she stay your mentor, you said, from seventh grade? So the plan was, right, as guinea pigs, they would get us to high school. So mm -hmm. as we were getting into high school, we said, well, we don't know what high school is like. And, you know, we at least stay with us the first year. So they stayed with us the first year. And then here comes our 10th grade. And it was PSATs, SATs. We're like, hell, we don't know what this right. is. <laughs> so help us, right? So there was a 10th grade. And then next thing I know, I mean, her and I have been connected for the last I would say 30 years wow and um I know some of the girls stayed connected to their mentors but I I've stayed connected to a lot of those women um one of them you know was Mary Salas who is now my mayor mm -hmm. um and it was interesting how we came full circle because she was a mentor when I started um she mentored one of my good friends and now she was the one that was able to appoint me as a commissioner for mo for our own city. So everything kind of just comes full circle. Again, that full circle right. within these organizations is really yes. powerful. It is. It, it definitely is. 
Um, and I'll tell you when, you know, there's, there's times in your life where not everything's going to be peachy, you know, and, right. and flowers and roses and, you know, rainbows. <laughs> and, and that's usually the time where I was away from mana and away from that support system. And I realized that, um, you feel like you're deeper into a hole when you don't have like women around you supporting you or encouraging you or, or checking you to make sure that, you know, you're okay. Um, and you're less likely to fall deeper into these holes when you have that support system. And I, and I've totally witnessed that throughout my life, the toughest times of my life. Um, I know it's when I was away from our, my mana women. Wow. Um, and it's not that I haven't gone through tough times while I was with my, with mana women, but it seemed to just be um, a lot easier to deal with. Right. I will say that mana has definitely offered me a sisterhood that mm -hmm. I've never been able to find in another organization. Um, I think also it was about the right timing in my life where I was yeah. open to be a part of a woman Latina organization. Um, I think before that would always stop me. You know, it's intimidating walking into a room full of women. Um, and then I it hear started, that a lot. Yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> it, it is, um, especially with, I think, Latinas, because you just automatically assume a Latina woman's going to be loud and strong and put critical, everything out there right judgmental critical. absolutely yes. and you fear all those things until you start talking to the women <laughs> um <clears throat> excuse me and then you start realizing how much you have in common with women that you had no idea that you would mm -hmm. find something on the same ground to talk about right um which is really amazing because it is different walks of life that experience a lot of the same issues just as a latina woman um, which I think is really important. Um, you said your journey started with Mana in 1987. Yes. Um, and what did you do after the after you graduated high school? How did you stay involved with Mana? Well, this is interesting. So mm -hmm. I um, I went straight into the University of San Diego. I okay. was accepted there. And I was excited. I thought I was really really cool for for going there and i remember and the reason i picked the university of san diego is because i we had an adelante mujer conference there mm -hmm. and originally there was other schools that i was looking at i was looking at san diego state i was looking at stanford um different schools but when i showed up at the university of san diego and it just was the most beautiful campus ever i said to myself i want to come here this is where i want to be and um, I remember people said, well, you can't really come here because it's so expensive. It's a private Catholic school. And right. now even more so, I wanted to come here. Uh, I'm like, now I'm really going to come <laughs> to this school. Um, and I, I just remember it being something just beautiful. Like I didn't, I've never had seen that at university like that. And um, I got accepted and just like, many of our young women and that's why you know I, I, i'm glad I'm, I'm able to share the story i had a boyfriend at the time and oh he I, he was like my first like true love, love right puppy love and um and i had a boyfriend at the time when i started school and i remember taking you know i had i was a full-time student i was working two three jobs um because I needed to buy a car because um, I didn't have a car the first year of, of college. So I, I had to buy a car and I had this boyfriend who I thought was very supportive. And that relationship, you know, as I was growing and as I was attending school, he became very possessive and very abusive. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is somebody that, you know, he was he was like the cutest guy of the neighborhood. He was the one everybody wanted and I had him. And I was just so ex happy to be with him. And when he started getting, you know, um, kind of abusive and possessive, um, it really affected me and it affected my education. So I got an academic probation and they pretty much said, you know, you're going to lose your scholarship. Uh -huh. um, so um, at that point, I made a decision and I left the boyfriend and I went to City College. 
How old were you? Uh, I think at that point I was 19. That's a rough decision to make at 19. I did. That's 19, 20, yeah. And, you know, and at that mo- point I thought he was the love of my life. Right. That was not the case. <laughs> but, you know, at that point, you're thinking, oh, my God, my God, I found oh, right. what you think. True right. love. I found true love. And I'm going to um, marry this man and we're going to live happily ever after. And everything's going to be great, um, you know. And that wasn't the case because um, that's not the kind of love that, that I needed and, and, and deserved. Um what a mature way to think about a relationship at that age, because that is not what well, a was, lot of 19, 20-year-old well, women hot. think. It was a decision. I, I started dating him, I, I remember, I mean, since I was like 14, 15, wow. well, 15, 16, he was always in my life, and we actually started dating when I was 17, and um, so this is the guy that I've, you know, I've, I've had a crush on forever. Right. And um, finally, you know, I, I chose me. Right. And that was probably one of the, well, the best decision I made. I went to City College, uh, took classes there to bump up my GPA. And, um, and then I would go there in the summer and then I'd go to USD in, in the, you know, spring and, mm-hmm. and fall. So I would kind of do double duty and, and take classes at City College. And that was a total um, total cultural shock. It was different, you know, going yeah. to City College and, and, you know, being around a lot of, you know, your people and older people. And then you go to USD and everybody there is like filthy rich, you know, where their parents are totally shipping their Mercedes Benz, right. you know, from across the country or from Mexico City. So it was definitely a different scene, but I think that really helped so um so that was you know something that i don't really talk about all the time but i i do like to share that because you know as 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 we're in our paths and you know through education or our profession you know the heart wants what the heart wants and sometimes the heart will get in the way of of your better self absolutely and (laughs) you know and and there's been a a lot of us that um have let the heart decide for us um and and i believe you have to be in tune with yourself to to know when to listen to the heart and when to listen to your to your mind because your mind will say hell no run away right and your heart will say but 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 you love him. And I love, but I love him. He loves and me. And he loves me. Um, so, you know, those are things that, that I had to learn. And, and I always like to share with young women and, you know, even friends, um, peers, you know, that, that go through similar situations at, at this point in their lives. Um, it's important that you're able to differentiate and always do what is best for you. You know, if it doesn't feel right, and if it doesn't make you feel right, then it's not the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. So you wind up going to college, and how do you? When did you wrap yourself back around to Mana? It took a while. Yeah. It took a while because I was working a lot, and um, I was just working, working. I got involved in campaigns. Um, uh, after, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I was doing campaigns. And it was actually Elsa Sevilla um, mm-hmm. that that brought me back um, mm. because I was kind of doing my own thing. And I think they were going to do a segment um, or video to like kind of like, where are they now? Uh-huh. And so she reached out to me and my mentor to do um, kind of like a where are they now and catch up. Right. Okay. And Josephine and I were still in contact. We mm-hmm. were still, you know, in each other's lives, not as much as, as before, but we were still in contact during that time. Um, and so we did a segment for Mana and I believe it was maybe for one of their events, um, you know, to kind of recap with um, with the hermanitas and, and, and follow up with the hermanitas. And that's kind of how I started to come back um, and get involved again. Um, I joined the board a while back. Um, I think my son was maybe five or six, so it was it was a couple of years ago. And at that time, 
we didn't have any staff. It was a you know, volunteer board where mm-hmm. everybody did everything. Um, we pretty much were the ones to run the organization. I was on the board just for, um, uh, I would say maybe a year, year and a half. And then I left. Um, and there was a time where, you know, Mana has gone through a lot of changes. Right. And um, at that time, I I thought, well, I, I think I'm going to put my time and energy somewhere else. Because there was things that, um, things that I felt needed to be different. Um, and so I thought, I thought, well, one day I'll come back and, and, you know, if you don't like something and you want to change it, then you better not complain and just and do, do it something yourself. about it, right? Just do something about <laughs> it. So at that point I couldn't do anything about it. And I, I was, you know, I was single mom. And so I thought, okay, I don't have the time or the energy. Um, so I'm going to go and focus on my child and my job and whatever it is I was doing at the time. And um, so I left the organization, but I still always stayed somewhat connected Connected. as a member, um, but not as involved. And it wasn't until, I believe it was 2013, when Catherine Arambula, um, our past president, tapped me and said, okay, I'm going to be president and I need you to come on board and help me. <laughs> she goes, I need you to come in and be on my team. And, um, and so I did. And and I, I remember sharing with her, well, here's some of my concerns, you know, and some of my concerns were with the Hermanitas program um, because we had awesome group of girls and, you know, we were, we had this awesome curriculum. And, and my concern with the program was, hey, you know, we don't forget us at risk girls because if if we you know if 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 i was a young girl now maybe i wouldn't qualify to be part of the program i would have made it through um because now you know we're we're focused on education we're focused on a lot of things not that we weren't before but you know i i wanted to make sure that we didn't lose sight of girls like me right because we're the ones that needed the program we were the ones that that, that need that support. Not that the, the girls now don't, because, you know, I think kids nowadays are dealing with so many other issues. I On mean, different levels. I, I would hate to be a, a teenager now. I always say that, like, <laughs> Facebook, it, when it, I was a teenager, I wouldn't survive my teen years the, if we had that kind right? of stuff. Right? The online bullying, the, uh, you know, the cyber bullying. I mean... People putting up all your stupid stuff. On, just the expectations on, of normal day life. <laughs> like I just think, imagine all the stupid things that I've done in my life and those being actually shared oh, exactly. virally. <laughs> I mean, the stupid things I've done are shared because I choose exactly. to share them. I get to sh- choose what stupid stuff I want that I to see. air out my laundry, right? Now right. it's just whoever sees it and has a Absolutely. access to their phone. Exactly. Or, you know, somebody sharing things about you your personal life and right. and I mean look at the suicide rates with kids and and look it's at crazy. the you know the the drugs um the addiction for some of these kids to self-soothe on medication because of the kind of environment that we live in now so um but it, in 2013 I remember sharing that with Kat I said you know we can't forget about the girls like me um because we need we need to be helping them as well. And and she said, I totally get it. I understand. And she was very receptive to that. Um, and that's, I said, okay, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to come in and help you. Right. But, you know, I, I want, I want to make sure that I'm part of that change too. And, and she really revamped the organization. Um, and it was, it was great, great team. And now at this point we had Sophia, um, who was now an executive, you know, our, she was an operations manager back then. And, and I've just seen this organization just blossom grow. and grow. Um, and uh, when I took over in um, now, I think it's 2016, it was probably one of the most emotional and overwhelming experiences of how my did, life. How did you get to that point where was it um, people elected you to be the president? Tell us how that um, so, went um, down. So usually... Um, I was appointed as the VP 
um, of operations, and usually okay. there's a, it's a pipeline. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember Kat and I had that conversation because you, you you know ahead of time you kind of have to select, right. and we had that conversation, and also you know conversation with your membership and conversations with with your board, and it's the actual board that um, nominates you. And um, and then they vote for you. So Catherine nominated me, and it was the board that actually um, elected me. And that was 2016? It was, yes. It was the in June of 2016. And how long um, will you be the acting president of Martin? So right now it's two years, uh, two two-year terms. So okay. I'm on year two on my first term. So I have about... Two and a half years to do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> um, so tell us, um, for the listeners who don't know, can you give us a briefing on what the Edmanitas program is? So the Edmanitas program is a one-on-one mentorship program where we pair up young Latina girls uh, from 7th through 12th grade with um, professional Latina women. Um, and this is a, a, a one-year mentorship program, and they, the younger girls can apply every year, um, and, they, and they can be in the program, you know, throughout their entire 7th through 12th grade life. Um, and it's a wonderful program where these girls are exposed to different career paths. They're exposed to different kind of Latina women like themselves. They're exposed to um, educational opportunities. I mean, we have college trips that we take the girls to because we want the girls to to think outside the box. Some of these girls that we have have never left San Diego. Right. Um, and, you know, thanks to Southwest Airlines, who's our, you know, who's our sponsor, huge airline sponsor, it's a right. huge sponsor, they make these trips possible for for these young girls to visit colleges, um, to go to DC for Advocacy Day, um, you know. To I, I think just last year they were in Chicago visiting, you know, the University of Chicago, um, and you know we want these girls to know that there's so much more out there, and and we want to encourage them to to reach for the stars, you know, to to think outside the box. And, and that's what the Edmanitas program does. And, and that's what it did for me. I, I definitely thought outside the box after um, after I was part of the program. Right, which know? is amazing for you to have so much, you know, that you've taken out of that program, considering that you were in that first group that ever did the program 30 years right. ago. So to know that it had that effect on you, then and to know that that's grown so much now yes. is really incredible. Um, I'm going into my third year um, being a mentor and being a mentor in the program, I didn't realize how much my Edmanita was going to teach me yeah. as a woman and who I am. I mean, she's pushed me to do a lot, even <laughs> within Mana. And you guys have known that. Yeah. I've shared with you that when there's an opportunity, she's like, wait a second. Didn't you say one day that you wanted to do this? Well, there it is. Go do for it. it. <laughs> What's your problem? Um, it also creates this other thing, too, that I noticed that, at least for my Anonita, she's going to be a sophomore at the same high school me and my husband went to. Oh, cool. Um, which is really cool. And she lives down the street from me. Um, but she is a person who always thinks everything she says and does is so weird and so strange. And she always thinks, like, she's not normal and so it's these great conversations that we have that i get to look at her and tell her like you have no idea how cool you are and And she's unique unique is fantastic it's people people always um you know they praise uniqueness they praise you know being being you know one of a kind that's very valuable and she doesn't know that yet and she's just getting to that point where she will own that before she leaves high school and it's such a cool thing for me to be a part of that journey with her um in it and it's amazing um can you tell us about the new program that started um the Thea's program absolutely so when I 
came on board, um, I was coming on board in, in 2016 um, in December, I remember meeting with our Hermanitas director, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and I wanted to check in with her and, and, and let her know and you know that Hermanitas is very dear to my heart right. and close to my heart because I'm a product of it. And, and I know how important it is for these young girls um, to have the program. So she knows that I am like number one fan and number one supporter. So I wanted to do a check-in with her um, before I started my presidency and, and see how the program was going, if there was anything that she needed, um, and what were some of the issues that she was dealing with. And I was so shocked when I actually met with her and she says, we're having a 100% success rate. You know, uh, these girls are graduating high school, you know, we're getting them into college. It's awesome. But, you know, they're not graduating college. They're dropping out. Okay. And I was shocked. Like, I'm thinking, well. So we're getting them there. We're getting them there. So what do you mean they're leaving? What do you mean they're dropping out? Like, why is that happening? Well, these young women are getting so much support here. You know, they got a lot of love. They're in this, you know, great cohort of hermanitas and support system. And then we send them off to college, you know, and they're prepared and they're ready to go. But they're by themselves. So a lot of these girls are homesick. They get depressed. They get overwhelmed. Culture shock. A culture shock. <laughs> you know, imagine sending a young girl over to Boston, you know, to to Harvard or to any of those schools. I mean, they're going to go through some serious culture shock. Right. Um, and and I, I never thought about that. And um, But I'm so glad that we have smart women that did. Right. Um, because... This is how the DS programs came to um, to be created, and I know um, Norma Hasso is a big part of that, and, and some of these mentors and women involved in it's just a small group of women, mm-hmm. and what they do is um, they adopt these young girls and they send them care packages, so cards, Starbucks cards, little just little trinkets and and a small care package to one, let them know that we're thinking about them, two, to encourage them and to say, look, we're here for you. You know, do you need anything? You can do like this. we haven't forgotten like about we you. we haven't <laughs> forgotten about you. And and I remember um, uh, somebody shared an email with me from one of the girls and she said, um, she was thanking, she was thanking the group and said, you know, um, I was kind of like ready to, to quit and I was so discouraged and then I got my mana like um, card you know my Starbucks card right before finals or right before midterms and and that just totally like changed changed my 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 way of thinking um and it's beautiful it's beautiful wow. that we can do that and I offer the DS program um for for women that might not have the time to be a mentor because being a mentor is a lot of work right it's a huge commitment <laughs> so I thank you so much because it's a lot of work, and I know my men- I know I put my mentor through through hell. You know, <laughs> it was a lot of work, um, and for some of the women that that don't have that time, um, they can be a tia. It's like being the cool tia, right? I'm not right. gonna be the, the mom, <laughs> but I'm gonna be the cool tia that's gonna be there for you. You can text me, you know, you can call me when you know you have questions or where you have issues that you can't really talk to your mom about, but you know, I'm you can here. Come, but I'm here. Um, so that's definitely available for, for women, um, that, that really want to make a difference. And it's a huge difference. And we see that, you know, it's working. I think this is our second year doing this. Um, and it's, you know, and and everything starts organically, just like there was a need in 1987, you know, for, to keeping us Latinas in school right now, we need to keep them in college. Right. So, So we've gone through and talked about. Um, basically starting from seventh grade, right, junior high um, age, and the Edmanitas program and the Diaz program, and um, let's bring it to the next level. Tell us about the LSLP program and what that's all about. Oh, my goodness. Well, you and I are both... Um graduates from the LSLP program. I was part of the first cohort. I have to try everything out, you know, with Mana. It's like, if I'm going to talk about this and, and, and really sell it to people, I have to I have to try it out. So I've been an Edmanita. I've been a scholarship recipient. Um, I had to do the LSLP program because, you know, I, I'm, I'm really passionate about this and I want to make sure that 
I know what it what right. it does, right? For right. people. And um so when I'm talking to people, I, I can really sell it and say, look, this is what we do and this I is what it. it's done for me. <laughs> I did it. I'm a product. Um so the LSLP program is is, you know, the the brainchild of these two awesome women, um, Adela Garcia and Dr. Lupe Biol. Um, and they brought in um, the Center for Creative Leadership, which is a top-notch um, leadership they are amazing. training. They are amazing. Rosa is fantastic. Um, and again, it's this is a response to a, an issue that we're facing. As Latinas, we only make 4% of management, Latinas. 2% of Latinas are in um, in elected office. Those are numbers are very, very low, given that we are where we are, where we are, <laughs> we're a majority, you know, right. and um, so these women wanted to do something about it. You know, Adela and and Dr. Buell get together and when they get together, it's like fire um, and they wanted to create a, a unique leadership program for Latinas to prepare them for the next level. So they were taking mid-level kind of uh, women. Um, that were ready to get to that next step, the next step in their career, or maybe um, that next step in encouraging them to run for office. So we really wanted to take Latinas that were ready. Um, and it was a four-month training, uh, one Saturday a month. And it was training uh, and, and educating women from branding, network, who you are. Um, and it was more of an empowerment I think. Right. I mean, what was your experience? Um, first Saturday that I walked out of there was the most emotional <laughs> <laughs> um, lesson I had had because it was really, okay, Erica, this is where you're at. You know where you want to go, but you need to start almost respecting the journey that you've already taken to get to this point where you're at today. Right. And that's something I always had a problem with is I didn't have confidence moving forward because I would get so caught up in things of my past, mm -hmm. either things that have happened to me or things that I put myself in, events yeah. and situations. And I was almost ashamed and embarrassed for even the things from childhood. And that first day there, it took me through my journey through leadership and where I came from and where I was. And I had to sit there and think about all my steps that I had taken. Yeah, to own it. Yes, yep. I had to respect it, the good and the bad. Yep. It was time to own all that and move on. Because the good and the bad is what makes you who you are now. Right. I mean, imagine if I hadn't gone through, you know, my breakup if, or if I made, made a different decision. I mean, our lives would be very different, you know, and, and, and then again, we wouldn't appreciate the good if everything, if, if we didn't have the bad. Right. right. It and also you, helped me look at other women that were in different stages of their career and realize that they had went through similar things as me. Mm -hmm. So the things that I wanted to do weren't so far fetched. They no, were absolutely. actually right in front of me. But this program gave me the tools to taught me how to use the tools. The yeah. tools were there. Right. I just didn't, didn't know, know how to pick them, them up and I didn't yes. know what to do with them. You're like, how do I use this hammer? Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> it's been that there. is what the program did for me. Like, here, the hammer's there. Guess what? Pick it up and bang the shit out of this. You're good. Like, that is what it gave me was the encouragement, the confidence to start yeah. using those tools and everything. And one thing that I see that happens, because we're on our third cohort, we just graduated the third class. I've seen the results, right? Um, so at that time, I was working somewhere else, and and I remember thinking, I need, I deserve better. I need to get a raise. So I had my power pose, and I remember going to my boss and saying, I need a raise, and this is how much I need. Mm -hmm. Now I didn't get that, but I came pretty close, and um, and that was very uplifting, and it was very empowering. Um, it's 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 like it's like this program gave us this Wonder Woman cape, or we had a cape, right? Mm -hmm. And now you knew that you were a badass superhero, and there was nothing that could happen or that could take you off from that. And these women, when they graduate, I feel like instead of giving them a pin, we're giving them a cape because mm -hmm. they leave that place as superheroes. And, and they've always been 
a superhero. They just didn't have the tools or didn't recognize it. Right. I think timing, um, like I said earlier, has a lot to do with it too because I think going into that program, I was ready to hear everything and learn everything about myself Mm -hmm. in order to push forward and move on. So I do think it's about timing because this last um, graduated class, um, my best friend took Mm -hmm. the class. And the year before, I wanted her to take it with me. But it was all about timing. It wasn't her time yet. And that's the same. My- this year was her time, and she did it, graduated, and it was just the best timing in the world absolutely, for her. Absolutely. Well, my best friend went through a class, too. They were sitting together on that graduation <laughs> day, and I was like, yes! And I have been pushing, you know, I, I, I push all my friends and people I know to do these things. And and you're absolutely right. It's timing. It's right. when they're ready, when they when they need it, right. they will they will they will come. And um, we build it and they come, right? Right. And, <laughs> and the great thing about this is the successes that come from this. I've, I've heard so many stories of people getting promoted, of people leaving their jobs, you know, right like here. you. Um, I still remember our first little cafecito meeting, you know, and you were going crazy. Um with all these emotions and feelings. You taught me about growing pains. Yes, and, and I say that a lot. You know, there's growing pains and, and, and we're shedding the skin, you know. I, I always talk about, you know, like snakes. I mean, snakes are not the best thing, but but they have to shed the skin in order to grow. And it's right. a, and it could be a very painful process. Um, and and that's, that's something that we go through as we're shedding our, our, our skin. It's a painful process. Um, but we need to do that in order to grow. And I, I remember meeting with you and, and I'm like, oh, she's shedding. <laughs> she's starting <laughs> to shed her skin and, and it hurts and it's uncomfortable right. <laughs> and it's not pretty, but you, you gotta, you know, you gotta trust the process. Um, and you also have to open yourself to be coachable. And that's one of the reasons why I was so, um, honored to, to be your mentor because, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to, I never had an hermanita because I just never thought I, I could do the job that my mentor did for me. Um, plus I had my own son, but right. now as I'm in a different phase of my life, you know, I don't mentor the young girls. I mentor the young women, um, women like you and, you know, but I tell people, I don't have that much time. So if, you want me to mentor you, then you need to be ready and you need to be coachable and you just need to get to work. Right. And I remember, I'm like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do this. And, and, and you did, you know, and you, you, you sat with it, you accepted it. And then here we are. Well, let's talk about that. Me seeking you out as a mentor. (laughs) And I say that because I heard from other people that, you were blown away that you got asked to be a mentor and that that was yeah. actually surprising for you. So tell me about that because <laughs> I went up to you like, you know, Venus, when I seeked you out, it was your raw energy is what attracted me to you. You were very honest and just brutally honest, brutally <laughs> honest, and you were raw about things. And I hadn't found that in someone like you um and it just like I said it was beautiful to me I like things that are raw honest and a little ugly at times yeah and so I that honesty I it. and it and that honesty like you said, that is the word that I'll say is yeah. ugly you it's have ugly, that yeah. ugly the honesty. ugly truth yes but the way that you deliver it is powerful and Everything that you say, I can hang on to and it empowers me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I seeked you out. So I seek you out. And what is your feeling? What is your thoughts? Well, I was kind of, I was shocked and blown away. And this is part of our evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, I saw myself as a mentee. I always saw myself as a mentee. I always saw myself as a student, right? Okay. I was the young grasshopper, the the young Padua. <laughs> and I I didn't realize that I was graduating to to be not necessarily a master, but um, to be at that level, right? right. That the, the I there was a shift. And 
I because I'm always learning and I admire people. I have a lot of my elders and and my wise, you know, women, group of women that I go to. um, And I have so much respect for them. And and I always see myself as learning from them. I'm always, you know, um, just trying to be a better person by, by learning from them, right. By, by, by their mentorship, by their leadership. And so here I'm always thinking I'm the student as we always should be, right. We're always learning. Um, so when I'm asked to be a teacher, right, or it, it just kind of blew me away because I'm like, well, wait a minute. And, <laughs> and it's part of also recognizing how far we've come. Right. And, you know, the, the ability to actually teach someone and, and, and help somebody because you just kind of do it naturally, but I never really saw myself, um, at that point until you came along and you're like uh i want you to be my mentor and that's it (laughs) and that is that (laughs) that's that and uh you pretty much have no choice and and it was great because you know there was a lot of things happening at that time that that were shifting my my perception of of who i was too because i was i was shedding a different skin right? right so i i was shedding and i was growing uh, you know, I started off as a little garden snake, and now I felt like a boa. Yeah, you are. Yeah, a boa <laughs> constrictor, right? Um, and I'm shedding, and I'm thinking, okay, I have to recognize this is who I am. This is this is um, what people. This is how people see me, and I and I am honored, and I'm going to accept it, and now, you know, use that. Um, and and it was interesting because that shift happened um when i was getting sworn in and um it was in december of 2016 and i was a hot mess i was such a hot mess i was so emotional because you know this meant so much to me because you know i've been involved in the past but now actually leading the organization that changed my life. I mean, it was a lot of pressure. It was an for honor. Me. Right. And, and it's a huge honor, but it's a lot of pressure because I don't want to mess it up. You right. know, I, I want to do the right thing um, because people deserve it, because um, the community deserves it and the organization deserves it. So I didn't want to let people down. I especially didn't want to let my mentors down, you know, right. the women that have raised me and, and have groomed me and have, you know, and have kind of guided me along the way. And, you know, it was Lydia uh, Martinez who hosted this, you know, kind of lunch and learn um, or, and um, this, this event. And she flew in all of the women, the elders, you know, from DC, uh, Elisa, who's the, my recruited me, you know, she's an amazing, she flew them all in and they were all there. Um, to, we talked about the money history. We talked about everything. That was probably the most beautiful, emotional. Oh, it was just, it was so scary. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> I was scared. Shit. Oh my God. And, you know, the whole time I just was so overwhelmed and, and it was, I, I, I remember just crying the entire time and, and, and just the most beautiful feeling. But at the same time, I was so scared that I would disappoint these women and that had given so much to the organization that had given so much to me. Um, I was just very overwhelmed. And, and it wasn't until I realized, um, and it was my, my, my partner at the time that told me, he said, um, cause I was coming home and I was crying. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to let these women down right. so much. It's so much in. pressure. And what if I mess up and what if I don't do well? And like, what's going to be my legacy? Like, I don't want to screw up this organization. And, and, you know, and here are these women that are coming here and, you know, um, they have all these expectations and he's just like, no, you're, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. He goes, they're not here, you know, they're not here to, to, to let you like, to get you to start. They're here because you're the end because you're the end of this whole thing for them. You have made 
their experience and all of their work come full circle. This is this is what they were expecting when they started 32 years ago, and you are now that product. Right, and, and they've been to able it. to be a part of that and journey they, with exactly. you. Exactly, and so when I saw when I saw that and realized that that they were here to celebrate and their accomplishments as well, and 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 to see that damn like all the work that we did and everything actually did work you know because sometimes we don't get to see the impact of our work the result and and the result and to realize that I was part of that result was just so humbling and um that had a whole different kind of pressure but but I saw things in a different way and I saw myself in a different way um because now that was that's when I shed the skin and as president, I was starting on with a new phase where now I was going to be a leader. And now I had a responsibility to the organization and to the people of the organization. And so when you asked me, it was kind of like, oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> like, because I put myself out there and I said, okay, I accept this. I know this is my new phase in life now, not as a student. But now as, as, as a leader, right. and I will accept it, and, and, and I will do what I need to do. And there's Erica, hey, well, you need to mentor me. And I'm like, okay, I am more than accepted. happy to be that challenge for you. <laughs> and, you know, and, and after that, like, so I, 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 um, I took on two more young women like you. And we've actually sat here in, in, at my house and, you know, and, and scolded them. <laughs> And, and coach them and and I've seen them grow into these beautiful 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 talented um, women and they all I always saw them that way the thing is that they didn't see themselves right and um, you know and it's funny because now it comes full circle because I now I see maybe the way my mentors and these women used to see me where they yeah. saw the potential right. and they they believed in me and were coaching me and you know my mentor pushing me to do things and then you know they saw that shift and now because i see that in young women like you and and my other mentees i i see the potential i see the great things that they can do um and so it's interesting it's mm-hmm. like it opens a door you know and 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 now i know that you're doing that with your mentor and it's just this whole cycle that um and that's what makes this organization such a beautiful, beautiful thing because it's about empowering, empowerment, encouraging, and, and it's all the love that we have for each other. I mean, it's kind of cultish, you know, because when people come, <laughs> they don't leave because it feels so damn good, right. you know. You have that support. And it's, or if you have to leave, you have the confidence and knowing that you can always come back and... Yeah seeing how everybody just opens up and even seeing like with the board and stuff and people yeah. have been on it before yeah take their break come back and they're able to bring something new back Absolutely. to the organization is really awesome so right now as the president how are you feeling now about your term and where you're at oh my god i'm so excited i you know the first year i'm like okay it was kind of like on training wheels like right. trying to just get a get a handle of things I have so much, um, gosh, so so many plans and so uh, much hope for for our organization. I, I definitely want to take it to that next level. Um, just yesterday, we had our, our board retreat with all of our chairs, and you know it was so exciting to see that everybody's ready, you know, to, to get to that next level. And 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 I want to take it there. And um, and I know that we have awesome people on the board. Like you, we have awesome people um, chairing these, um, you know, programs and committees. And we have awesome members. We have awesome volunteers. So I know we're ready. We're ready. We are the largest chapter in the entire country, you know, um, and we are the largest and most powerful Latina organization in the county. And I can say that proudly. Right. You know? Do you want to um, tell us of any big events that are going on the rest of the year that our audience should know about? Absolutely. So we will be having a membership breakfast on August 31st. Um, I believe the 
the details have been locked in. It'll be at the Bahia Hotel, um, but it, you can always go on our website for more information, but put it on your calendars. It's Friday, August 31st, 7.30 in the morning. And those are great. I mean, those started off with maybe 20 people. We're now like at 80 to 90 at every so breakfast. awesome. And you can meet uh, Venus and I. We'll both be there. Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> we will be there. Come say hello. Um, so that's that's coming up. And then we have our huge conference, October the 6th. This is our Latina Success Conference. Um, and this happens every two years. It's at San Diego State, and it's an all-day conference um, with different strands, leadership, uh, finances, wellness, and um, and that's Saturday, October six, right? And business. Uh, and this is this is a great great conference. And actually, LSLP was a result of that conference. So we've done this conference for many many years, and it's every two years because it's you know it's, it's a big thing to put on. Right. And women women wanted more women wanted you know they didn't want to wait for another two years to to be empowered or to be or to learn uh, about themselves or, or opportunities um, and so the two chairs of the conference Dr. Bio and Adela said you know we need to do something we need to do something in between we need to do something you know that will keep these women engaged and 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 really kind of like a, a develop them you know, in their leadership um, capacities. And that's how the LSLP program became came uh, about. Again, a result of something that was needed. Right. Yeah. We're looking very at, organic. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the community and saying, this is what the women are asking for and let's deliver. Mm -hmm. And they have been amazing at coming up with these programs that are helping. And, you know, Erica, part of our next phase, and, and this is, you know, part of where, uh, when, as we move forward and, and taking this to organization to the next level part of my next phase that I want to do is quantify all of this it's, it's about data we have tons of data and it's a raw data but I really want to show and, and quantify to people the impact that mana has everybody knows because we feel it and we see it right we want to quantify that right I want to make sure you know people know that there's an economic impact to what it is that we do you know, if we have women, um, we empower women to get better jobs, to get promotions, then imagine the impact that that has on their family. You know, maybe they're able to purchase a home. Maybe they're able to to start a business. Right. So what they're doing for our city, exactly. not just for us so, as individuals. Right. And so that's that's the next phase where I really want to quantify what this looks like, what okay. this means, not just for us as a community, but also for the city, because I want people to know, you know, that that it's not the impact that we have is is real. We know it's real because it affects our lives, but there's a real impact to what it is that we do, um, you know, on a bigger scale. So that's that's the next piece. I'm, I'm going to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you do that and you keep me posted on that. Um, Venus, in closing, uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with, um, whether if it's something personal or something directly with Mana? Um, what would you want our listeners to know? You know, I want people to know that Mana is for everyone. Um, our mission is, you know, to empower Latina women. Um, but we have men, you know, that serve on our board. Awesome right. men, actually, right. uh, on our board. Um, we have men that are board that are um, members. We have non-Latinas that are um, that are members. You you don't have to be a woman, and you don't have to be Latina um, to be involved. If you believe in our mission, and if you believe in what we do. Um, and supporting each other and, and, and supporting Latina women, then we, we welcome you with, with open arms. And, and I just want to say that, um, you know, if you know anybody that could benefit from this program, or if you have an opportunity to benefit the program in any way, you know, reach out, reach out. It, um, there's always something that you can do. You can donate. You can become a member, number one, right? right? And then have access to all this cool stuff. And and then or maybe donate, maybe become a monthly donor. And if it's not 
treasure then maybe time we need we need volunteers we need people to help to get involved in committees you know and if and if you can't donate the time maybe you can come to our events and and support us that you know that way so there's always something for everyone and i welcome anybody that is interested to reach out to come to our events and and um, i make myself accessible and available to anybody that that has any more questions Thank you so much, Venus, for being on the show today. Thank you, um, thank you so much for being my mentor. Of course. Um, and thank you for just being such a powerhouse. And thank you for being so honest and open about what you've gone through and what you see in the future, where you see everything going. Um, mm-hmm. It means a lot. It really does. And not just to me, but all the women and men that are part of this organization. Thank you. Um, what you represent is all of us. Well, thank you from one chingona to another. I appreciate you very much. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much, people, for listening in. Um, This has been Soy Chingona. I hope you listen in. Our next topic that we will be going over in episode three will be racism in youth. Um, And not just adults um, throwing out these kind of things, but what are these kids talking about in school when you think you're not listening or around? So thank you so much and see you next time. Fist up, chingonas.